0: Hi, and welcome to episode 27 of the only podcast on rum that I produce, Five Minutes of Rum. Notes on rum, a few minutes at a time. My name is Kevin Up the Grove. Today's episode features Ron Barcelo Anejo, a gold rum from the Dominican Republic. I'm also going to talk a little bit about ginger syrup and mix a cocktail called the Hispaniola. Uh, before we get into episode 27's rum, the Ron Barcelo Anejo, uh, a little bit of follow-up on episode 26. So, first of all, I'd like to call attention to an additional, re- if you recall, re- episode 26 was on Rum Barb and Corp. I'd like to call attention to an additional recipe, which I've linked to in the show notes, uh, called the Cap Haitian Rum and Honey. Uh, comes by way of a blog I found, and actually the recipe is coming from the uh, head of Three Dots and a Dash, a new tiki bar in Chicago, Paul McGee. Anyways. It is a variation on an old-fashioned, similar to a rum old-fashioned, which features rum barbancourt, Demerara rum, honey syrup, and Angostura bitters. So I'll put a link to that in the show notes, but in case you're enjoying the rum barbancourt and looking for another recipe to use it in, that's one for you to file away. Um, Another couple of pieces of follow-up from episode 26. Episode 26 was a big episode for my mispronunciations, and so a couple of helpful corrections came in. Uh, first, from Hurricane Hayward, who I let you know runs the uh, uh, Atomic Grog, which is, uh, among other things, a cocktail. Uh, I guess i want what would I call it? A cocktail repository for Maikai recipes, the Maikai Polynesian restaurant in Florida. Anyways, in reference to uh, the founding bartender at the Maikai, uh, I mispronounced the bartender's name, and uh, Hurricane Hayward was. Helpful enough to let me know it's uh, an easy pronunciation for it and a way to phonetically pronounce it. So, my apologies um, for mispronouncing Mariano Liquidine. Um, I'm putting a little bit of emphasis on the Ine at the end, but it's L U C I D I N E, Liquidine. Um, And that was one of those things that I have a tendency to, you know, I've read the name in books over and over again, never really thought about saying it out loud. And then, as soon as I got to the point where I needed to say it out loud, pretty much. It all fell apart. So anyways, thanks to Hurricane Hayward for um, sending me that. And another correction that came in, uh, courtesy of a listener who has what I would consider probably a top three, if not the top name on Tiki Central, Captain RH Falernum. Um, but in reference to a Brazilian spirit, I mispronounced the name of Kasa- Sasha, and I almost did it again. Um I got a uh, a YouTube video link there in the show notes that you can use to have somebody pronounce it for you. But anyways, very helpful to have people who are picking up on things and sending me uh, corrections. So appreciate that. Um, And now let's go see what else we can mispronounce. Okay, today's feature rum is Ron Barcelo Anejo. Um, So a little bit about the Ron Barcelo company first. Ron Barcelo. the company was founded in 1930 by Julian Barcelo in Santo Domingo, uh, Dominican Republic. The Anejo rum itself was added to the line uh, not until 1970. Uh, the brand then, well not then, but the brand subsequently started aggressively expanding in the 90s and the early 2000s. They partnered with some investors, I believe from Spain, um, and began to get into more international markets and make more of a name for itself um, out in other markets. The rum itself, the Ron Barcelo Anejo, uh, this is an aged Spanish style rum or Ron. Again, Spanish uh, rum in Spanish is Ron R O N. Uh, so this is a similar. This would be similar to an aged Cuban or Puerto Rican style rum. Um, it itself is a blend, a blend of rums that's aged in oak. And honestly, um, I have a link to the official Ron Barcelo site in the show notes, but the official site is a little lacking on details. So I had to go explore a little bit elsewhere to get a little bit more information on the rum uh so one of the uh, a a good repository online for rum reviews in addition to other spirit reviews is a blog called the rum howler blog i've linked to that in the show notes and i was able to find a little bit more detailed information there about the rum itself so um, confirming some of the things that were probably suspected about the rum but not called out specifically on the Ron bar solo bar solo website Uh, the rum is a molasses based rum Uh, It is a blend of several different rums and aged in Kentucky oak barrels. The rum itself is bottled at 80 proof, which is 40% alcohol by volume. Um, And because of their expansion with those additional partners in 2000, distribution on this rum is actually pretty good. Um, I can typically find their rums at my local Total Wine uh, without any complications. And I'd say the uh, the biggest thing that stands out for them is they're priced very well for their quality. Uh, this rum itself that we're talking about today uh, retails for about $15 a bottle, which is um, a really good price for the rum you're getting. It's not, um, as we'll get into it during the tasting, it's not what I would call a premium or a top-shelf rum, but considering what you're getting for the price per bottle, it's actually um, it's a pretty decent deal. Okay, so appearance on the Ron Barcelo Anejo. Um In the glass, it's a medium amber color. Uh, when you swirl it, it starts to develop some some legs, uh, maybe take a little while to get started, but they eventually do make their way down the glass. Um, and then eventually, as you let it sit, they start to form the droplets on the side of the glass as those legs fall down. Um, probably not the slowest I've ever seen, but, you know, it it didn't actually, you know, it wasn't too bad. Um, in terms of aroma, um, I get a lot of astringency from the alcohol. I get the woodiness, evidently, from the barrel. Um, it just it smells dry um, in the glass and then inside the bottle's neck there's actually a plastic pour spout which makes it harder to smell it from the bottle itself typically when i pour the rum out in a glass i like to smell it in the glass after it's been exposed to air um, and also smell it through the neck of the bottle where it's a little bit more concentrated just to see what the differences are not really a possibility with the spout that they put inside this bottle in terms of taste uh, the you know like the aroma it's dry uh, there's a little bit of warmth on the lips and a subtle sort of spice, maybe a small hint of pepper or something along those lines. Um, there's some woodiness, but really not as much as I expected from the aroma. And I thought there would be overall just a little bit more of the barrel that came through in the taste of the rum. When it comes to finish, I found the finish to be relatively quick with a minimal amount of warmth on the throat. Um, to sum up, I'd say it's you know, a relatively easy rum to sip and has an easy finish. I just don't find it a terribly complex rum. It is a clean, crisp rum in the Spanish style that you could mix in recipes that call for a gold Puerto Rican rum, so it's probably a good substitution there. Uh, it has more standard, more character than, than a standard mixer in that category, uh, but to me it's not as interesting of a rum as, say, an English-style Jamaican rum or an Agricole rum. Uh, it's not bad at its price point, um, but I think that perhaps the higher rungs on the Ron Barcelo product ladder are probably better rums. All right, ginger syrup. So the reason ginger syrup is being brought up in this episode is because it is a primary component in the cocktail that we'll be making next with the rum from today's episode. And ginger syrup, um, this one is about as easy to make as your own simple syrup. So there are commercial brands, but I'd go ahead and make this one at home because it's really not that much more difficult than simple syrup. Uh, To make ginger syrup, take a piece of fresh ginger that's about, uh, I'd say, two to four ounces and cut it into, well, fresh peeled ginger, I should say. That's about two to four ounces. And then cut that into slices. And instead of using one big chunk, you're, gonna, you're slicing that because you'll end up getting more surface area from the ginger out of that. Pour that into a saucepan or put that into a saucepan. It's, you don't really pour solids. Um, with a one-to-one ratio of sugar and water. So I usually make it with a cup of each. Although you can scale it down if you want to make less syrup. Um, In essence, you're doing a one-to-one sugar syrup and then introducing ginger um, as a way to infuse flavor. I find that most recipes don't call for a large amount of ginger syrup, so even when you run across a recipe that calls for it, you're not going to use a lot of it, um, primarily because the flavor is very strong. So I would plan accordingly. If you think you're only going to need a half a batch, then only make a half a batch. Uh, So bring all of that in the saucepan to a boil over low heat until the sugar is dissolved, and then cover and let it simmer for about two minutes. Then take it all the way off the heat, leave it covered, and let it sit uh, for one to two hours to sort of absorb some of that ginger flavor. And then depending on how strong a flavor you want is how long you would leave it. So a little bit less ginger flavor, maybe one hour, a little bit more ginger flavor, two hours. After you've waited the amount of time that you desire to wait, uh, strain that syrup and then bottle it and add about a half ounce of silver rum just to help stabilize and preserve it. So what do you do with this ginger syrup once you have it? Uh, there are a handful of older tiki recipes that call for it. Probably the most common is the QB cooler, which was the likely inspiration for Trader Vic's Mai Kai, but the QB cooler was a Don's recipe. The Queens Road cocktail also call, also calls for ginger syrup, and I'm going to cover that in a future episode. Uh, the Khan Tiki Mai Tai recipe from 1961 also calls for ginger syrup, which... Um makes me think that it's probably based on the QB cooler itself, but I haven't really looked into that. Um, and then you can add a dash of ginger syrup that would add a little bit of complexity, a little bit of spiciness to a standard daiquiri. If you're doing a, a standard, you know, lime sugar and rum daiquiri, a little bit of ginger syrup would probably give that a little bit more bite. Um, and then I've got a promising drink in my notebook that I've labeled something to work on uh, that I probably should get back to and see if I can do something with that. And you can use it in the cocktail featured in this episode called the Hispaniola. All right, the Hispaniola. The Hispaniola is a drink that I created in what I what I would probably consider the wrong way, or at least backwards. Um, in this case, I had an idea of what I wanted the drink to be called, and I had an idea of why I wanted it to be called that, and then I worked backwards to get it something I actually liked. I find that working backwards from a name and something I'm trying to achieve actually it takes longer and more tweaking as opposed to just sort of starting with a, a general notion of things that I want to, you know, flavors I want to hit and then working to find a good cocktail. So I don't recommend starting with the name and working backwards, but that's how it landed in this case. So anyways, I wanted to combine Dominican and Haitian rums to represent the island that they share, the His, or not the, but the island they share called Hispaniola. And then working within those constraints resulted in, uh, for me, a lot of failed recipes, a couple of pages of gibberish in my cocktail notebooks and even walking away from the drink for a few months and then coming back to it. The hardest part of the recipe for me was the fact that I was trying to combine Dominican rum and Haitian rum, both of which are relatively dry styles of rum. And then I was combining that again over again with lime juice, which uh, added more dryness and more tartness to it. So it ended up taking a lot of tweaking to get it to something that was a little bit more balanced. Um, And while I had that initial start, I also tried a lot of different modifiers. I tried uh, spice syrup, which I mentioned a couple episodes ago. Uh, I tried cognac, although if I thought about that even a little bit, I would have known that wasn't going to work because it was just going to enhance the dryness. Um, I tried different brandies. I tried a peach brandy. um, And then at some point after I'd walked away from the recipe, um, I ended up making a big batch of ginger syrup, probably because I wanted it for QB coolers. And then I went for looking, I went looking for other ways to use that ginger syrup. Uh, so that after a few more tweaks, I actually found a formula that I liked. Uh, so to, to make the Hispaniola, you take one and one-half ounces of the Ron Barcelo Anejo rum, one and one-half ounces of rum Barbancourt. You can use four or eight. Um, I've used eight today for my cocktail, but I've tried it with both, and both of them work. One-half ounce of fresh lime juice, one-half ounce of fresh lemon juice, one ounce of ginger syrup, one half ounce of orange curacao. Um, I used originally when I was formulating the recipe, I used Grand Gala. Um, A slightly sweeter curacao is okay in this recipe. Um, I'm using the Pierre Ferrand dry curacao today and I find it not quite as good as maybe a a sweeter curacao because again, I'm looking for something that's going to counterbalance the dryness of the rum and the citrus. Um, uh, Getting back to the recipe and then finish it off with one quarter ounce of falernum. Shake those ingredients in a cocktail shaker with ice cubes and then strain into a double old-fashioned glass that's filled with crushed ice and garnished with a stick of fresh ginger. Uh, A couple of notes on this cocktail, a cocktail cheat sheet, if you will, Um, sweet and sour mix uh, when you see it called for in a recipe really should just be translated into fresh ingredients. So to make sweet and sour mix when it's called for, mix equal parts of fresh lime juice and fresh lemon juice, and then combine that resulting mixture with an equal part of sugar syrup, and then you'll have sweet and sour mix. So if you look at the recipe in this case, you'll see equal parts of lemon and lime juice, which is each a half ounce. And then you'll see that combined with an equal part of ginger syrup, which is the one full ounce. And that's, relatively speaking, sweet and sour mix. So done. Uh, it's also worth noting that the Florinum has ginger in it. If you're making homemade falernum, you'll know that it's ginger, clove, almond, Uh, lime zest and so you're amplifying that part of the flarenum that contains the ginger syrup with the rest of, or I'm sorry, the part of the flarenum that contains the ginger with the ginger syrup. Anyways, it all ties together despite the fact that I can't get the words out right. It all ties together, trust me. All right, so let's taste the Hispaniola here and see if I was able to overcome this dryness. Mm. Probably not fully, Um, I don't know that this is um, completely balanced. It might need a little bit more of the sweet. Again, I think if I was using a sweeter Curacao, I think that would bring a little bit more balance to it. Um, As it stands right now, you get a lot of, obviously, a lot of ginger flavor. I think it actually tastes really good in a cocktail. It tastes nice and fresh, um, and there's a hefty amount of rum in there. You know, If you total it, it's about three ounces, so it's a decent-sized cocktail as well. You're not going to get up and make another one right away. Um, But overall, I think it's a pretty decent cocktail. Again, maybe a little bit more sweet depending on who you're making it for. If you have somebody whose palate runs a little bit drier and doesn't like sweet drinks, leave it just the way it is. Serve it to them and see what they think. That's it. Thanks for listening. Show links are up on the 5 Minutes of Rum website. That's number5minutesofrum.com. The show is also on iTunes. as at 5 Minutes of Rum. You can subscribe there, rate the show there, leave a review there. Um, That would help if you rate the show or leave a review. So that would be appreciated. Uh, the show is also on Twitter as at five minutes of rum at symbol number five minutes of rum. You can find me on Twitter and on the website. Please send in comments, corrections. Obviously, if you get in a correction, I will play it back at the beginning of the show, um, feedback and other requests via the five minutes website or on Twitter again. And because I probably don't say it often enough, thank you for listening and now go get some rum.